0: insightoasis.com for astrology. You can also find both of us at activespirituality.life and we look forward to your joining us every week. Please share with your friends. Here we go.
1: Hi everyone. Welcome to activespirituality.life with Pam Cuchinnell and Susie Misoli, And Pam Malat is going to let us know all about week 34 starting Monday the 22nd of August. 2022 all of those twos in there and then i will be back with our meditation and this is some active spirituality every week coming to you with very practical and precise forecasts and then a little 10-minute contemplation so hopefully you can share this with your friends and uh, spread the word so pam what's in store for week 34 Oh, that
0: rhymes. Well done. Anyway, August 22nd, the sun enters Virgo. So the sun, as it travels in the sky, is basically 30 days in a sign, 30 degrees in each sign, making a 360-degree wheel, 12 signs. And the reason I say that is because Virgo is the sign of precision. It is an earth sign. It is mutable earth. So think about the earth when we're able to till it and it accepts the seeds. It will allow for growth it is not as rigid as the other two earth signs capricorn and taurus yet it is still an earth sign and living in the northern hemisphere which i still do even though i'm in mexico and a lot of people think that that's south the southern hemisphere but it is not it's uh, we're above the equator But I've always been struck with how Virgo sets up the back-to-school orientation coming into that seasonal shift, end of summer, when people have been relaxing more, making more time for family and the out-of-doors, and moving into this kind of back-to-school mentality, back-to-work so when the sun moves into the sign of virgo it's we get this attention call and this happens in the southern hemisphere too i just have never lived there so i don't know quite what it looks like but what what's going on is every time a mutable sign which ends a season and welcomes in a new we start to experience that shift in the northeast People might notice leaves are starting to fall, maybe not on the 22nd, but there's this crispness that comes into the air. So depending on where you are over the next couple of weeks, you will notice the seasonal shift, uh, even in spite of climate change, as we're moving into those great turns of the wheel. Now, the thing about Monday the 22nd is not only do we have the moon, the sun in the sign of Virgo, but we have the moon in the sign of Cancer. So those luminaries work sympathetically together, Cancer being a water sign. So it's very much this softening energy. And the day seems to welcome in or call in initially a lot of ideas, a lot of thoughts. Some things may be pushing against one another where we have this sense of, I'd like to do that, but I'm doing this. And this opening up into bigger expansions that's in front of us. And as we're sifting through and deciding what it is we really need to focus on or prioritize, very, very important with Virgo and energy, is there's a picture in the sky between Mercury and Pluto that really hones in this laser-focused research orientation and yes we may have been attached to x y and z but if things are shifting a certain way there's a pragmatic energy that is well what makes the most sense for truly making something happen because pluto the energy of pluto is most interested in deep, irrevocable transformations. And we can't always do that unless we're willing to take certain shifts. And with the picture of Mercury working with it, there's an invitation, an opportunity, a opening that may be happening for many of us of certain conversations and dialogues that awaken up or allow in perspective, orientation, and how we are going to make something happen. And this can continue to work. Not only is it magnified on August 22nd, but as we get into the 23rd, we can continue to work that energy of dialogue, invitations, uh, coming to terms with. And it may be for some of us that we're making big moves and changes, and for others that it's more subtle. Again, realize we are still in the waning moon cycle. The new moon is ahead of us. So we are looking into entrees or ways that we move into something that allows the new energy in while making calculated decisions about what we are finishing up, putting to bed, putting to rest. So Monday, the 22nd, and Tuesday, the 23rd, tremendous days for really making strides, whether they be small strides, but still lead to monumental transformation and change. Very, very um, big shifts are opening up for us at this point in time. And what I love about this setup is that we are coming into Uranus retrograde, which occurs on the 24th. So the evening of the 23rd, you really want to, well, let me put it this way. I really want to, and you may want to. Open yourself up to the opportunities of change that may look different than what you expect, but will lead to greater transformation and possibilities than we can actually anticipate. Because what happens is when we're always micromanaging, that's a very virgoin uh, um, uh, Achilles heel, um, we don't want to necessarily micromanage every little thing. Because when we do that, our tunnel vision disavows or doesn't allow the possibility of seeing greater expansions and Things that we couldn't even imagine. We can imagine a better world. We absolutely can. We can imagine greater kindness, and we can't imagine becoming or being the people we would like to be. And ideally we're like that every day, but in reality, we seldom are. We are continually in the process of adjusting and becoming who we are intended to be. And the intention of what we're here to be, of course, is very linked to our heartful, felt, innermost self. And with the Uranus retrograde on the 24th, and then the new moon behind it in a couple of days, or ahead of it, rather, I should say, in a couple of days... We are in this place of continuing shift of continuing shifts, and as I talked about a couple of weeks ago, when we had the Mars Uranus North Node conjunction, a lot of things happened at that t- point in time. A lot of big things. Um, And we could reflect back on the news and see all that, but I'm just going to talk in in big picture strokes, pieces of uh, governmental bodies uh, posturing or making decisions that were a surprise or not expected. Um, The public, women, families, coming up and making loud statements about what they wanted to have happen also. So these huge shifts, societal shifts, and also shifts in what's happening on the actual Earth plane. But Uranus retrograde, when the planet Uranus goes retrograde or direct, we usually see Something that has occurred in the news or on the actually on the physical planet and in the news that heralds or declares some sort of real change or shift. So on Tuesday evening, when we're dreaming, visioning, opening up to absolute possibilities of wonder allow the sense of whatever's occurring as Uranus goes retrograde, that whatever's revealed or uncovered, unearthed, literally sometimes unearthed, leads us more into a greater awareness and human evolution of kindness, compassion, and really sinking into the absolute intentions of uh, this millennium and the the absolutely amazing things human beings can do when they work in sympathy and in orchestration with the planet and beyond. Okay, Pam. But uh, Wednesday the 24th, Uranus retrograde. The exact time is at 9.54 a.m., Eastern time. I should also mention that the moon goes void of course at 5.40 a.m. Eastern time. And it enters Leo at 9.09 a.m. So we have a few hours when the moon is void of course in the sign of cancer, the very fecund fertile sign of cancer. Once again, it's, uh, it's this kind of Allowing and tilling the soil and fertilizing the soil of expectations and possibilities as we open into what is going to happen with the changes and shifts. Now Uranus energy is about surprise, upset, the unexpected, certainly change, Freedom, electricity, lightning. It's very um, genie out of the bottle. Just this, it it can have an explosive quality. It can have a frozen quality. Like you see that picture and then it's gone. It's very, it's very sharp and it, stays with us whatever it it does it doesn't stay in place however it's just whatever was upset or shaken or turned over has a consequence what we do with that is everything so it's nothing to be afraid of it happens your honest goes retrograde or direct a couple of times a year, it happens. The question is, how does it happen and how does it affect us, me, you? And so for some of us... Taurus people, uh, people with uh, fixed sign energy, Leo, Aquarius, Scorpio, as well as Taurus. Some of us may feel this more directly because it's actually engaged with a point on our horoscope. And for others, it's, uh, okay, things have shifted. Now what? And one of the things that's interesting with that on this particular day is the moon being in Leo, (laughs) The moon being in Leo indicates that there's a lot of creative creative energy over the next couple of days but also the thing that's of primary importance is choosing partners, accepting responsibility, making commitments. So when you choose partners, you want to choose partners or people to work with that are on the same page as you about what is it we're doing and what is our commitment to it. Because what wants to unfold, what wants to happen, is going to be work. And you can have this great idea, this like wondrous creative energy, but if you don't have a team or the ability or the funds to pull it off, it's not going to happen. <clears throat> so the important thing over the next couple of days is not to kind of put your um, stake in the dirt and say, this is where we're building the house. But to choose how that's going to happen, where the land is. And again, I'm talking metaphorically. Um, but where is this declaration of where you're going to spend this time and who's going to do it with you. And you don't have to know what it looks like today. Actually, a lot of this may be kind of erupting (laughs) with the Uranus retrograde where, where things are kind of, Oh, look over there. I hadn't noticed him or I haven't seen her in a long time. Wow. What about that? So things start to come forward And when the moon goes void, of course, on Friday at 2.55 a.m. in the wee hours, it doesn't enter Virgo until 8.25 p.m. So the moon is void, of course, basically all day in the sign of Leo. I can't stress enough how this is a day that is best spent in play, in play, in creative openings, in joy of being alive with children, with a beloved, with your favorite animals to romp with. If you're, you got a deadline and you got to sit at your desk, at least give yourself um, some music, Um, pictures or a sense of what you're going to do when you clock out because this is a day when you can get a lot done if it's a task already in process and you're simply finishing up uh, all the details, um, everything that needs to be packaged and sent up so that it's a wrap. And that can be a highly productive way to use this day or simply open up to the absolute joy of being alive. And there can be a lot of joy in being alive and finishing a project or a task that really needs to be done. So I am not in any way disparaging that, but that is what's ahead. Um, At 8.25 p.m., the moon enters Virgo, and when it does, we are in this lovely weekend of planting seeds of expectations for what you want to grow and bring in. On the evening of the 26th, you basically want to sleep with those expectations, wishes, dreams under your pillow. I, I, my new moon ideas are on my website inside Oasis. Look at it. But I always say choose three things that you want to accomplish in the le- next lunar cycle. Doesn't mean you're going to finish them. But,, uh, choose one thing that you can knock out that needs to get done, another thing that you've maybe fallen through the cracks, but you want or need to get done, and maybe a longer range project that you want to revisit or spend time with or dust off. And then you can put all your wishes and hopes on another list. but Your to-do list should be rather lean so that you can have the satisfaction of having accomplished or addressed those three things by the next lunar cycle. And as you sleep in the evening, just know that ideas, visions, or how this is all going to be accomplished is the work of your unconscious. That's going to come in. It's not your worry, plan out mind. That you can use when you're awake. but when you're asleep, that's when the rich soil of the unco- unconscious can bring things to the surface that you can't even you can't access easily. And the next day, Saturday is the new moon, which occurs exactly at four seventeen am some of us may be sleeping through that uh, in in Eastern time. But again, as long as you have in your plan, this is what I'm opening up into, the growth occurs. And so the day can be a productive, uh, thoughtful one. You may initiate some things absolutely this weekend, because it's not one of those very raw new moon weekends or, or periods of time when things don't come together easily. But on the 28th Sunday, uh, be aware that there is there may be, especially uh, towards mid-afternoon, there may be uh, something that really needs to be declared or determined so that this or whatever it is that you need to get done or want to get done or desire to bring in, happens may feel like something's let you get down or it's not coming through in the way you wanted Uh, do not be attached to that because you need to allow in what is going to facilitate the process it's not necessarily going to be how we thought it would be but that doesn't mean it can't happen Now I'm going to turn it over to Susie.
1: Welcome, everyone, to your meditation contemplation. And I invite everyone to just have a position of stillness and comfort while we do this. And as we settle down, just take a few deeper breaths, understanding about this uh, Uranus going retrograde this week, understanding the components of that, let's settle into our trust. We trust that the lungs within our body are taking breaths for us. We're not thinking about it, just happening. Let's just go into that level of trust, a level of trust that is not even emotional. It's not even really a mental thinking state. It's just a knowing that our lungs, when we are alive, just keep on breathing. Let's try and put that trust now into the world around us. And as we Do that, we're helping to neutralize or dissipate the fear. Fear, which is probably the number one most experienced emotion on our planet with so much going on, and just simply with being alive, being alive and sustaining life. And much of our work, much of our spiritual development has to do with dispelling fear, neutralising fear. Perhaps it's good to feel it a little bit at the beginning, but then to use it as a trigger, to use it as something that helps us to develop spiritually, to become fearless, to become courageous, for us to become
2: strong.
1: Feeling that energy now in our body of trust, that we trust our lungs to breathe. And as we do that, there is this underlying acceptance of nature, the underlying acceptance of our world at large.
2: Just feel yourself deepening in,
1: almost like you're nuzzling in, cuddling up to Mother, to Mother Earth to our ancient mother as she is nestled here in the lap of the universe, as she is nestled in here amongst the moon, the planets, the sun in our galaxy and nestled in to the immense Universe where there are countless galaxies and countless suns and planets and stars. And just feel yourself
2: nestling in with confidence and with courage into the lap of the universe. Just for a few moments. Feel yourself being held, being held and supported by our Mother Earth. Feel yourself now being supported and held by Mother Nature, by Father Son. Feel yourself
1: being held, nurtured, supported by all of the trees and animals and insects, the air, the waters of our planet, providing life for us human beings,
2: for each other. And feel within your body freedom, freedom to be
1: who you are, freedom to change, freedom to change slowly and
2: gradually, or freedom to change quickly at the speed of lightning.
1: So we're holding ourselves in this place of fearlessness and peace.
2: We're holding ourselves in this trust of nature and of the universe and at the same time feeling great expansiveness and freedom freedom to be here, freedom to be. And as we take a few deep breaths, allowing our body to be at peace, allowing our thoughts to be at peace. Allowing our emotions to be at peace.
1: And as we feel this for ourselves, we would like to feel this for all
2: of the Earth family.
1: And we send. All of the good merits of this meditation to all beings everywhere that they be free of suffering, that they know of the freedom of mind, that they have trust in humanity, in themselves.
2: And as we
1: sit quietly in the safety, of our home, in the safety of our life,
2: we send with great
1: love and great compassion this feeling of trust, this
2: feeling of fearlessness and courage to all beings everywhere. We imagine, we visualise,
1: and by doing this, we are creating. We see our world in peace.
2: We see the conflicts dissipate.
1: We see the environment balancing and coming to a place of total
2: regeneration.
1: We see warmth and loving kindness, intelligence and wisdom
2: in all human beings. We see them at peace. We see all beings without suffering. And we visualize, we imagine. We send this intention of
1: universal peace from the very centre of our being with all of our heart.
2: And we do this for the highest good of all beings everywhere.
1: And as we gently open our eyes and take a few deeper breaths, we bring this now to all
2: beings everywhere. Love now.
1: Thank you so much, Pam. Thank you, everyone, for joining us, and we will see you all next week. Thanks, everyone. Love now. You have been
0: listening to Susie Mazzoli and Pamela Kuchinel of activespirituality.life if you've enjoyed this program consider a donation you can find the link for that activespirituality.life regardless we look forward to having you join us again for next
2: week's podcast please share and have a great week